0: Like Phyllis said, if you uh, didn't get your uh, Bible reading card, they're out there. We began today reading Isaiah 1. and uh, Isaiah, Phyllis, Phyllis and I were talking about it. You know, Jesus spent a lot of time in Isaiah. Actually found His ministry in the book of Isaiah. Rich, rich, rich. So we'll be reading that. And if you're not doing that now, uh, there really is no excuse. So just... Repent and get to it. Uh, <laughs> get your card and and jump with us on Isaiah 2 on Monday. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about the flu, and uh, we're, we're not very concerned about it. But uh, Monday, we're going to take a booster shot. Uh, not Monday, Sunday morning, we're going to take a booster shot of the Word. <laughs> so, uh, come and, uh, you know, if you have somebody that's scared about the flu, say, well, come. We're getting booster shots <laughs> Sunday morning, and it's all free, right? And it is the best booster shot you can get. It is it's the Word, uh, part of which at least is the 91st Psalm, so... Uh, Turn with me to two openings in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 15, and um, we'll be looking at 2 Corinthians 2. We've been for some weeks now on the subject of thanksgiving victory, thanksgiving victory. Before we... uh, Read these verses. We'll begin in 1 Corinthians 15. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, raise your hand. The ushers got extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. Just helps you so much. If you'll turn with us, find it. Let your eyes rest on it. Show respect to the Word of God. You'll get more out of it. It'll work in you more powerfully. That's not my idea. That's the Word. Paul said, writing to the saints at Thessalonica, uh, when you heard the word from us, you said, you didn't receive it as the words of men, but you received it as it is in truth and indeed the word of God. And he said, it, it also works effectually in you, that belief. Does it make a difference how powerfully the word works in you as to how you hear it and receive it? How much respect you show to it and reverence. Well, let's pray before we read the word and, and join your faith with me. And let's believe God not only for ourselves, but for everybody else that's joined with us and will be a partaker of this Word in the days and years to come. Father, we're so thankful for the opportunity to be here together again. We know all this is is temporary. We're so thankful that you've given us our own place to meet, and and we don't have to ask or beg somebody else, and we don't have to clear everything we say with somebody else, but we're free to preach your Word, we're so grateful, so thankful for the prosperity and, and our health and our strength and everything we have. Good. You gave it to us, and, and we give you all the praise. We're asking for everybody now here and outside the room that will hear it and see it in time to come, for ears to hear, eyes to see, heart open and receptive. Let there come uh, divine revelation revealed and grace supplied and imparted, and let there come answers, and direction, and help. Lord, we look not to each other, but we, look, we all look to you, and your Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, and we pray, Lord, manifest yourself among us by your, your presence, by your angels, by your, your Holy Spirit, and get glory to yourself, and we purpose not to be hearers only, or forgetful hearers, but to put your word into practice, to be doers of it to live in the way that you say. And we know as we do, we'll be blessed because you're so faithful to watch over your word and perform it in our lives in Jesus' name. And in advance, by faith, we give you the thanks and glory for every good thing that will come out. We say, Lord, let it all be done in such a way that you'd be the most seen, the most exalted, and the most glorified because you're worthy in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Did you find 1 Corinthians 15? You believing with me tonight? Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians 15. You know, you have to stay open if you're going to uh, do things in the Spirit and by the Spirit. You have to stay open to doing it differently than you thought or than you planned. And I'm not just talking about me in the service right now. I'm talking about you at work on a Tuesday afternoon. Hmm? You getting ready to go on vacation. Hmm? You with your plan for what you're going to do with your kids and your grandkids. If you're going to really be led by the Spirit, you got to stay open. And even though you planned it, and even though you got it all set up, if you're you're too set in your ways and too set in your plans, you can miss God and get in trouble. Because the Lord will let you do it. Even though it's missing Him, He'll let you do it. He'll let us do it. He gave us a free will. Oh, it's it's wise to keep checking with the greater one inside. Even though you, you thought that's the way to do it, Still check. Even though you've been planning it for a year. Still check. And you got to be open to hearing something different. Hmm? I know uh, you've heard me tell this before, but I had the privilege of teaching at Rama Bible Training Center for a number of years. One of the responsibilities of the uh, staff, the teachers, was to... Uh, Help the students regarding the no public display of affection rule. <laughs> Had a lot of young people there, and of course they're interested in dating, and some of them looking for their future partner, you know. And uh, anyway, they you know they weren't supposed to be hugging and kissing and displaying affection there publicly in the classrooms and the parking lots and stuff and i came back one day and my my office faced the parking lot and and had a window right there and there were uh, a young man a young woman oh man hugging <laughs> kissing whoo and they were heating it up and no. and <laughs> and uh i i don't want to see that you know I, I don't want to deal with that so i kind of pulled the blind and and um thought well you know Next day, same thing, same time, same place. I thought I gotta, I gotta say something about that, and I really didn't want to, but it was part of the responsibilities of the staff. So I went out, and I, they didn't even see me till I got behind them. You know, <laughs> I tapped them on the shoulder. And they turned around. Boy, they were not happy to see me. Uh, I was the last person they wanted to see. And so they quit, you know, and they straightened up. They looked at me. And, and uh, I said, Guys, you know, you're not supposed to be doing this. And they said, Okay, okay. And something came up in my spirit. And uh, they said, Well, yeah, but we're going to be married. And I said, Well, okay, but you know that's exactly the same as not being married. <laughs> You know, you think about how many young people were going to be married and never were. Hmm? So then that means they're hugging and smooching on somebody else's spouse. Because they never were. They wound up being somebody else's. Right? See, a lot of what people do on dates... It's never supposed to happen. It actually should be foreplay in the marriage bedroom. It's not supposed to be happening on dates at all. Did I lose somebody? (laughs) See, this is one reason we have so many problems as we do we got churches full of adult Christians that ref- that will not talk to their children about these things. They, they uh, uh, children, they're teenagers I'm talking about. and they never talked with their parents about it and they're just uncomfortable even thinking about or trying to talk about it. and, and so the devil takes advantage of this vacuum and people's ignorance. But anyway, Uh, They got displeased with me. I could tell them they're looking. And so I went on. I said, well, guys, I said, right now, your bodies are talking so loud, you couldn't hear God if he was talking to you through a PA system. (laughs) How many know your body's got a voice? Your body can talk. And their bodies were yelling. Flesh calls for flesh. And the reason why people have so much trouble with the flesh is because they feed it. They feed those desires until they become fever pitch. And then desire unsatisfied is tormenting. Boy, if we were smart, we'd starve these wrong desires instead of feeding them and playing with them and just make it so much easier on ourselves. Hmm? We, we need to, to measure what we feed on because it it's going to stir up things in you, make it harder for you. I'm talking about church-going people. <laughs> and so I told them that. Boy, they really didn't like that. <laughs> and they went their way, and I went my way. And so, I guess it was a matter of months later, toward the end of the year. This was about midway through the year. And I saw this young lady after class one day. She said, can I say something to you, Brother Moore? I said, sure. She said, do you remember me? I said, mm, what about? And she said, you know, we were standing outside your window. We didn't know it was your window till later. But, <laughs> you know, hugging the key. I said, oh, yeah, I remember that. She said, I really didn't like what you said i said i knew you didn't she said but uh i couldn't get away from it it'd come back to me in the nighttime. i'd be laying on the bed and and your voice would come back and say your body's talking so loud you couldn't hear god if he's talking to you through a pa system Amen. she said that kept coming back to me and it annoyed me <laughs> but then after several weeks i thought could that be true I said, I had told him. I said, things like this are, are important. This is your life. You need to know. And you may think I've digressed, but I haven't. If you want to really hear from God, you've got to be open. You've got to be willing to hear something different than what you thought you wanted to hear. You've got to be willing to hear a no when you're all set for Yes. Now, what I mean by that is, no, this is not my will for you. No, this is not the right thing. This is not the right one. And sometimes people get all set and they've got their mind made up. And if you're not open to hearing something different, God can't even talk to you. You'll just go right on and do your own thing and mess up. And some people, bless their hearts, they mess their life up and then they blame it on God. God, why didn't you talk to me? He couldn't. You weren't open. You weren't open to hearing it. I've had people try to tell me before, well, did you know that I was messing up? I thought, yeah, I knew. Why didn't you tell me? I couldn't. I thought about it. I prayed about it. I knew it would do no good. People don't want to believe that, but it's the truth. There's no need trying to... All they would have done was got mad at me, and it would have caused problems in other areas. They weren't open. If you want to really follow the Lord, you've got to be open. Amen. You might know what I'm talking about now. Open to hearing something different than what you've thought, than what you've planned. She said, that kept coming back up to me. And I said, Lord, is, is that is he right? Is that right? She said, the Lord said to her, that was me talking to him. You need to cool it. You need to ask me what I think about this. Instead of making up your mind, planning your whole life, and asking me to bless it. wonder how many millions of Christians do that. They make their plans and ask God to bless it. Well, how much can he bless something that's different from his plan? So she, she prayed about it and got quiet. And finally, she, she talked to him. She said, "You know, I you love me, and I love you, and we we both think we're right for each other. But but let's let's just cool it on this physical stuff for a while. And so, what he was talking about, so that we can pay attention to our spirit and make sure this is right. Boy, made him mad, which is a bad sign, right?" And he began to be pushy about it. And and boy, she saw something's not not right here. And so then she insisted, which she should have done. And uh, she said when when they quit doing so much physical stuff and begin to get quiet, she said she began to see after a few weeks, he's not the one. This is not right. And so she was there to thank me (laughs) for helping her. Uh, she said, "She said I almost miss God with my life." And she said, uh, "She said I've been getting clarity on, on vision and direction for my life, and it's different than how I thought, but it's better. It's so much better than what I thought and planned. Glory to God, you. You know, the Lord's not going. He's not trying to hurt you. He's not taking something away from you. Sometimes you're all excited because this is the best you've seen." This is closest to what you think you want that you've ever been to. But there's more out there than what you've seen. Right? There are things God sees and knows you don't see and know. And if He says this is not the one, then you ought to shout because you thought this was good. (laughs) Right? And if this is not it, that means something better for you is... Oh, come on, saints, do you believe... He's able to do exceeding abundantly above everything that you've asked or thought. But you've got to be willing. You've got to be willing to hear something different than what you've thought and planned. Hallelujah. Did you find your scripture, 1 Corinthians 15? Come on up, come on up. Come on up.
1: You know, as he was saying that, I just could hardly stand it, that there's people in here that are doing exactly what he's saying, but you're not teenagers. You're adults. And you're doing it not just in a dating situation. You're doing it with people you shouldn't be doing it with. And you're getting too close to people that you shouldn't be getting too close to. And I know what he just said about he's got better for you, but he ain't meaning a better spouse for you.
0: Yeah. That's right.
1: If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right, ain't your theme song. Yeah. That's the devil's theme song. And he's trying his best to destroy your life.
0: That's right.
1: He's trying his very best to get you off the path because he knows now you've made a decision to do some right things for God. And he's doing his very best to get you to turn now and get you off the path that he has for you. Because he knows if he can't stop you now, you've won. You and that spouse that you're with have won. I know exactly what I'm talking about. That's what he tried to do to us 30 years ago, 25 years ago. And he knows that if he can't stop you from serving God and getting all this revelation that you've been getting and getting all these answers that you've been getting and getting all this word that you've been getting, he's going to set that person right there. They ain't the better one. And it ain't okay. And you don't love them. That's your flesh and that's lust. Yeah. And you can pretend like you don't love your spouse, but that's just a feeling. Yeah. And as soon as you recognize that and you cut that off, it's like... Somebody was telling somebody the other day, it's just like drinking. You've given place to it. It's just like smoking. You've given place to it. You've become addicted to that other person. Yeah. And what they say to you and what they do for you. You must cut that off and get back on the plan and the path that God has for you, for your blessings, for your answers, for your ministry, for the things that He has, and the call that He has on your life. The better He's talking about is not a better person.
0: Better spouse, huh? Too much single people.
1: Single people, Mm -hmm. right. Married people, it's your spouse. Yeah. He can make things better, I'm telling you. he'd yeah. do it for us, he'll yeah. do it for anybody. It's never too late. It can always be better. So don't let the devil sit there and tell you, if loving them's wrong, I don't want to be right. I'd sing for you, but I can't. Get somebody else to do that part. But I just wanted you to understand that. Because the devil is trying to get people off the path that God has planned for them. And he's got such good things for us, guys. Yes. I mean, we are right there at the brink of getting some really, 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 really good things. Yes. Yes. And he does not want you to have them. And that's why he set that trap for you. So don't fall for it. Don't be that dumb. Don't fall for it. Be smarter than that, okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Phyllis, for doing that. I didn't, I didn't feel like we were quite through with that. I'm, I'm, I was looking for the rest of it. Go to Romans thirteen. We're still not quite through. You know, we're still having Holy Ghost services. Did you know that on Friday night? That's what these are, and it, and it can it can come out in a lot of different ways. But what we want is. What the Lord wants to say. What He wants done. Romans 14, uh, 13, rather, 13, verse 13 13, 13, 13 says, Let us walk honestly. As in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. What does that mean? Don't make provisions. Don't provide for the opportunity, right? Amen. For the environment to fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, the enemy's subtle. We, we camped for months around here, a while back, on the subject of temptation. And if you didn't get that, it, it'd help you to get it and, and feed on it. It's in the word supply. You can download it for free off the internet. But what temptation is, how it works, the enemy is very subtle. And one of the things that is the hook that he has to work with is pride. Pride lets him in. And one of the ways where people miss it in the area of pride is I can handle this. I can play with fire and not get burned because I'm good. (laughs) It's kind of a standing joke Uh, I've said for years, and Phyllis will say it back to me now. We see somebody, especially young kids, driving, doing crazy things. They come down the road flying and they, they're driving with their knee and they're texting with one hand and combing their hair with the other hand and, and Phyllis says wow I said yeah they're good <laughs> they're such amazing drivers they can do that <laughs> well why are they doing it? they think they are and what gets you in trouble is when you don't know what you don't know right? So they're ripping down the road, and they, they don't realize that the closure rate on the car ahead of them is milliseconds. And there ain't no way they can lay that phone down and grab the steering wheel before their car is folded in half. They don't realize that. They think they're that good. They don't know, they, they don't understand the reality of the laws of physics. You know, in in learning how to fly. The older I get and the more I learn, the more I there there's a saying among pilots, you may have heard it. There are bold pilots and there are old pilots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there are no bold old pilots. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fellow I'd f- flying with one time, and he'd flown all over the world, done all kind of stuff, and we were looking at a thunderstorm in a certain area, and, and of course, I'm looking to him a little bit because he, man, he's got all this ton of experience, and I was kind of thinking I wouldn't fly there, you know, and maybe he knew something I didn't, and so uh, we came up about his uh, experience. He said, yes, he said, I do have a lot of ex- superior experience. He said, "But I use my superior judgment." So that I don't have to use my superior abilities. (laughs) He's always making decisions so he never has to use this super pilot ability. Well, that's why he's still around. Right. Right? Well, the same thing is true with playing with temptation. And playing with sin. There is nobody, there are none of us. That can toy around with sin and not fall. Right. Amen. Nobody. And what people don't realize is if they're, you know, well, I'm not going to do this, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to listen to it. I'm not going all the way with them, but I just want to. I want to have a uh, a meal with them, and we'll just go over here and talk and. If you don't realize you're already yielding, then you're deceived and weak. Are you listening? Because if you were as strong as you think you are, it would have never got this far. But the fact that you're playing with it and toying with it is proof positive you ain't half as spiritual as you think you are. And you're already almost, you know, completely fallen. You're this far away from it. Just a few more steps and it's the kind of stuff that some things, you know, God will forgive you. But there's some things it's difficult for you to recover from in this life. Because just because God forgives you doesn't mean everybody else is going to forgive you. And just because you're forgiven doesn't mean you're qualified for ministry. Now, this is not my idea. How many remember uh, Paul talking about this in 1 Corinthians 9? He said, I keep under my body. I bring it into subjection. Did he have to keep himself under control? Yes. Well, if he has to, you, sure, you and I sure have to. He said, uh, lest after I've preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. That word means rejected, Disqualified. Is Paul saying he could wind up disqualified for service? That doesn't mean God wouldn't forgive him. But there's there's some wrong thinking in people's minds about this. That you, you can just yield and just do everything. And we just say, well, we repent and we forgive you and let's go on. Well, God does uh, forgive, but things can cost. Now, no need looking back. Get it under the blood. Right? And receive your forgiveness. And if you need to prove yourself in some areas, do it. Be faithful day in and day out. Right? Don't demand people's respect and trust. Prove yourself trustworthy. Show yourself faithful day in, day out, week in, week out. And people will see it. If you, if you really mean business, people will see it. But what we're talking about right now... Specifically, is not walking into the traps that He's got set for you now. Some things that's already going on. Make no provision. Say, make no provision. provision. For For the lust of the flesh. Don't let yourself get in the situation where you have to deal with it. That's what we're talking about. I was, it was early one morning, I guess, I was coming back in home from something and I had seen some people that were dealing, that, that's what it was, seen some situations where people were dealing with some things. And like Phyllis was saying, this particular thing was uh, a man that had gotten involved with a man. And he's talking about how much he loved this man. And I knew he was serious. Y'all are quiet. I knew he was serious. I knew his feelings were real. But that doesn't make it right. I've dealt with men that have gotten involved with somebody else's wife. And they told me with tears, but I love her. We're in love. And I know... He's not just standing there lying to me about his feelings. This had been going on for a couple of years. And the thing that I was thinking driving home that morning was these people, because these feelings are so powerful and so real, they're rationalizing now with themselves that it has to be okay. How could anything... That makes me feel like this be wrong. Are y'all with me now? There are many people right in this situation. And what I realize is these people should never have had any of these feelings. Oh, come on, can you see that? That's how the enemy gets people so confused is because now after they've yielded, after they overrode what they knew was right, after they've yielded, 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 now their soul is all entangled with this other person. Did you hear me? And they have experiences and they have feelings that are real and powerful and they try to make it okay because this is so real and powerful but if they'd have followed God they'd have never got involved with this person they'd have never even known them much less had any of these feelings for them so if it was wrong to cross the line back there to start with then it's still wrong no matter what kind of feelings you got now come on can you see this And you got to stop making provision for the lust of the flesh. And I know it feels like it's tearing your heart out to turn them and let them them go. But it boils down to this. Who do you love more? Them or your Lord? When it comes to your own family members, don't try to argue with them about fornication, about adultery, homosexuality, lesbianism. Don't argue with them about that. Some people, they're just waiting, wanting somebody to argue with and fuss with and trying to debate. I asked years ago about some of these things. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what? How am I to look at this? I know people's feelings are real. How am I to understand this? He gave me one phrase that's helped me. It's a a mainstay in my understanding. You know, the enemy tries to get everybody confused, doesn't he? He tries to mix everything up, so it's real complicated, and it's not. I said it's not. And if you go back, way back to the beginning of something, it was was simple at one time, right? Right? right. (laughs) In every case. It was simple at one time. And if it's become convoluted and complicated and confusing, it's your own fault. Because you went down a road you should have never gone down. How am going say when you turn off a road that you shouldn't be on, you're going to go past towns that you shouldn't go past. You're going to go through towns you shouldn't even go gone through. Because you ain't supposed to even be on that road. Is this okay tonight, saints? And this is the phrase the Lord gave me. Your desires don't define you. Let me say it again. Your desires don't define you. A desire doesn't tell you what you are and who you are. If you're a Christian, you let the Lord tell you who you are and what you are. And you're going to have some desires no matter who you are. Somewhere along the line there's going to be some desires that don't agree with what He said. But your desires don't define you. You know, we don't teach our young people. To say, well, I want you, you want me, so that's what we want, that's what we are. We're fornicators. So let's just be what we are. Hmm. So neither is it okay for married people to look at somebody else's spouse and say, well, I want you, you want me, so we're adulterers. Let's don't fight it. That's what I desire. I want it, it's real, so I'm an adulterer. Let's just admit it. Nor is it okay to say, I'm a man and I want a man, so I must be uh, gay, I must be homosexual. I'm a woman, I want a woman, I must be a lesbian. Your desires don't define you. Where do you draw the line? Where do you stop? If a man says, I want a child, so I am a pedophile, that's what I am. Accept me. Where does it stop? The eyes of man and the lust of the flesh cannot be satisfied. And if you let your desires define you, you will be a sinful disaster for a life. You'll just yield and yield and yield. And friend, there's no stopping this until complete destruction. You start yielding to the flesh in these areas, it doesn't end. It just gets worse and worse and worse. You'll wind up doing things you never imagined you would do. Things you'd have told somebody, there's no way I'll ever do that. I know this is not popular. I know it's not politically so-called correct. But we're Christians. And as Christians, our desires don't define us. Who are we? What are we? We're whatever He says we are. Come on now. Who are we? We're whoever He says we are. Whether we feel like it or not. Whether we think we want it or not. We're what He says we are. And it's possible no matter how strong the desire is, that doesn't make it Right? A man wanting somebody else's wife, I don't care how strong the desire is. It's never going to be right. Huh? So what's, what's it to do? Crucify. Somebody say crucify. crucify. Crucify the flesh. Drive a nail through it and let it die. Yes. Yes. Starve it. Cut off every thought about it and make no provision for it. Don't play with it. None of us can play with temptation and sin. None of us. None of us can play with it. Nobody's that strong. That's just that's being foolish. That's being prideful and being an easy mark for the enemy. Think about Joseph. What did Joseph do? Hmm? Potiphar's wife. She must have been a looker. (laughs) All indications are that she was amazing looking. And she kept dropping hints. and She kept getting too close to him. And she kept coming around dressed improperly. And he kept avoiding. He kept avoiding. But he's a man. Right? There's some natural things going on here. And she had it all set up one day. I mean, she, she grabbed him a time or two and and, and, and you know, made things real plain to him. And, and he, you know, it, it worked out. But this time, she's really got it set up. Everybody's gone from the house. It's just him and her. And she attacks him. What did he do? He said, Mrs. Potiphar, no, no, please, we need to talk about this. Sit down here. Sit down here on the edge of the bed. And we got to pray about this.
2: <laughs>
0: we need to talk about these feelings. And that would be making provision for the lust of the flesh and some stuff that people are doing in this church. Calling it prayer. Calling it talking about the things of God is making provision for the lust of the flesh. You shouldn't even be with them and you know it. You shouldn't even be having coffee with them. You shouldn't even be talking to them on the phone. And you know it. So cut it off. Cut it off. Cut it off. Y'all still with me or not? Cut it off. Don't mess up your life. Cut it off. Cut it off. It's already gone too far. Don't let it go any further. Cut it off. Make no provision. What did Joseph do? Come on, help me out. What did he do? He ran out of his coat. Now, that's leaving town, brother. That's (laughs) right. That is. (laughs) Ain't no talking. Ain't no pondering it. Ain't no thinking. Ain't no discussion. How many understand? It comes a time where run, run, run. No explanation. Run, run, run. Run. Yeah, but my coat. Forget your coat. Forget your coat. (laughs) Run. What if Adam and Eve had run? What if they had run? No, but see, they could handle it. (laughs) They could handle it because they're smart. And they're not going to eat. But they would like to know. What's the big deal? They're not going to eat. They're not going to actually eat. the fruit. Of course, we know better than that. No. But. Uh, I would like to know more. It is an amazing color. Wonder what it tastes like. And that's. The enemy is smiling from ear to ear. That is all he needs. If you'll give him that, he'll work the rest of it. Because now you're open. And you're already yielding. And too proud to admit it. You think you're so spiritual. And when you get in his arena, which is the reasoning arena. Oh, come on now. The, the reasoning, solical. Feeling, emotional, you're in his ring. And he can dance around you, and he can reason with you, and he can give you 95 reasons why it has to be okay. You keep doing that, you'll fall. You've got to be real simple. <laughs> real simple. Hmm? Well, let's just talk. I'm married. Can't we talk? No. (laughs) Come on. I mean, we can talk. No. Nope. And if it gets much more heated than that, What if everybody did this? What if every preacher did this? Come on, what what if every head of every house, every woman, every mother, what if they did this? There wouldn't be this epidemic of affairs and broken hearts and destroyed ministries and churches. I don't know. I've had I've had women, uh, you know, want me to counsel with them and want me to meet them at a hotel to pray about their husband. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Come
0: on. laughs> Am I lying, Phyllis? I mean, want me to meet them at a hotel to pray about their husband.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't have to pray about that. <laughs> I don't have to check my heart.
2: <laughs>
0: hmm? But see, when people think they're smarter than me, and they're more spiritual, and they can handle it. Did you hear me? We're not going to do that. Oh, I know, I know, I know. No, you don't. If you did, you wouldn't be playing. You wouldn't be making provision for this. You wouldn't give the enemy any opportunity. You would give the devil no place, no opportunity. Friend, it's simpler than people make it out to be. Hmm? I got no business talking to your wife, having coffee with your wife having long conversations on the phone with your wife.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> we got women in the church that can minister to women. Right? right? right. right. right? Now people think, oh, that's old fogy and that's old fashioned and, and that's how we'll keep going year after year without getting messed up. Right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Come on now. Right. People think they're so smart. They think they've advanced beyond these things and that's why they're falling like flies all over the place. Feelings are real. Emotions are real. Do you understand what we've already said about people are dealing with things they should never have had to deal with? Hmm? And they're begging God and they're crying and they're pleading, Oh God, why am I having to go through this? You know why you're going through it. You should have never even talked to him past a certain point. Must less do those other things that all led to this. It's your fault. It's your fault that your heart's feeling like it's being torn out. There should have never been a relationship. Amen. How many understand? No relationship, no hurt. Right. When the Lord says don't do some of these things, He's not trying to spoil your fun. He's trying to save people from the agony and the pain and the destroyed lives of the children and the grandchildren and the ministries, and it just goes on and on and on and on. Amen. And so people say, well, you know, I believe this is okay, and I think this is all right, and we prayed about it. and I've had people tell me, you know, that they prayed about it. I'm thinking of a couple right now. They stood right there and looked me in the eye. He had left his wife, and she had left her husband, and they were both in the ministry, and now they're married, and they're going to serve in the ministry together. And they told me they both prayed about it, and the Lord told them they could leave their spouses, and they could get married to each other. Ain't no way. I'm telling about people. They had gone to Bible school. They had been in the ministry for years. Deceived. I said deceived. No way. God told them they could leave their spouses they were serving within the ministry already and divorce and and hook up with each other. No way. Mm -mm. But see, their feelings are so real and so powerful for each other because they've crossed lines they should have never crossed. And they opened themselves up to each other. And they should never have. You know, your heart is like a house with different rooms. Are you with me now? Do you know you can be loose with your soul just like you can be loose with your body? Everybody awake? I mean, any of us with any sense know you don't just pull off your clothes and jump in bed with just anybody that you see or meet, being loose with your body. And yet, some people do it with their soul. They're promiscuous, solically. They just open up their heart and bear their soul to people they shouldn't even be talking to right now and tell them their deepest desires and their vision and their heart and their soul and it is being unfaithful That's right. That's right. Yep. i said it's unfaithfulness right. yeah but we didn't do any sex it's unfaithful That's right. That's right. i said it's unfaithful it's being loose with your soul just like somebody being loose with their body and again and again this is how people wind up being loose with their body Right? Because they open up to each other solically and they never should have. And they share their heart and life and dreams and they get close. What's the next step? To express it physically. And it's wrong. It's all wrong. You know, some people you don't even let in the house. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You look through the peephole you go, you can just leave it out there. <laughs> right? <laughs> Other people, you let them in the living room, right? They all have a formal talk and chat, and they leave, and that's it. Other people, not everybody, a few. You bring them on into the dining room. I'll sit down, have a meal, talk, share some things. But only your spouse do you go back in the bedroom. Right? And talk about those things and share those things only. How many think you ought to be faithful, solically? Just like you ought to be faithful physically. Hallelujah. Well, this is a little different tonight, but I believe it's the Lord. I believe it's the Lord. I believe it's important. I know it is. It matters. Young people. Young people. You know, the devil tries to tell you that your body is not valuable and that it's... A scourge to be a virgin When everybody else has got is supposed to have all this experience They don't know what they're talking about Don't listen to them Your body's precious The devil wants to defile you Don't let him And don't share your heart And open up yourself emotionally or physically To people the Lord's trying to spare you the pain. You that's why some, some teenagers become suicidal because they go too far with people and they realize that person don't really love men. I don't really love them. And and then have they have this pain and it's terrible. They've never had it before. And they're not supposed to be having it now. Do you understand this? They're not supposed to be dealing with this. And that's why the Lord says don't do these things. That's why He tells us don't fornicate. Don't be an adulterer. Don't do these things. Why? He's not just trying to spoil your physical fun. Right. It's because you can't do it. People talk about, well, if nobody gets hurt, there ain't no such thing. That's right. That's right. There's no such thing as nobody getting hurt. That's right. That's right. can't happen. Come on. Somebody's going to get hurt. Yep. Usually many more and much worse than you ever imagined. Yep. 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 And the Lord would spare you from crying your eyes out in the middle of the floor every night. He would spare you from somebody using you and then discarding you. The Lord would spare you from that. But you have to put your flesh under. And you have to listen to Him. And not let your desires lead you. Your flesh may want a lot of things. Hmm? Hmm? Your flesh may want two pies every morning.
2: <laughs>
0: huh? So if you used to be a drinker, your your flesh may want a fifth of whiskey every day. You used to be a drug addict, your flesh may want to smoke a bunch of dope. Your flesh may want to shoot this or swallow this. How many know if you let your desires lead you, your life's going to be a disaster? If you let your flesh lead you, your flesh may want to jump in bed with us, and your flesh may want to do this, want to do that. Don't follow your flesh. There's no satisfying it. It only gets worse. Cut it off. Starve it. Starve it and feed your good desires. And trust that God loves you, and whatever's good and right for you, He's going to give you. He'll give you, and you won't go all your life dissatisfied. He'll take care of you. I said He'll take care of you. Won't he? Yeah. He'll take care of you. Yeah. But wait on him. Get it right. I know uh, some years ago I had the opportunity to teach the youth in another church. This was many years ago. And uh, I said, Lord, what do I share with these guys? And, and I got up and I said, uh, how many is believing for a car? Boy, we're on the same page now. And they were I don't know, whether 13, 14, 15, 16, long in there. And uh, I said, listen carefully. I said, how many, if you would commit to not having a car through junior high and high school, and, you know, the first year or so of college, but get a brand new Porsche Turbo paid for about a $150,000 car. But you got to ride with mom right now. Let dad pick you up. I said, or get a used VW right now. <laughs> I said, who would take the used VW right now? You forfeit that, but you're mobile now today. Some of them raised their hands. And so then we started talking about dating. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to grab the used VW now? <laughs> Who's going to wait on what God has for you? How many believe God has something good for you? Don't put yourself through these things. Hallelujah. Lord, let your words settle in the hearts and minds of everybody exactly the way it pleases you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Turn with me to another opening here, 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Actually... Yeah, just hold that. But go to Deuteronomy 8 first. I, mean, I think if we'll do it this way, you, you'll get more out of it. Can you take a little more? Yes. Deuteronomy 8. No. No. <laughs> stand up everybody stand up singers players y'all come up thank you master we need to wait on him a little bit and worship him some I was I was saying earlier don't argue with people them try they won't try to convince you that Them having the affairs okay. That a man being with a man is okay. A woman being with a woman. Don't argue with folks about that. There's no future in it. Here's the thing. Do they love the Lord? Hmm? Here's the thing. Do they love the Lord? And if the Lord told them this doesn't please him. He doesn't want this. Would they do what He told them to do? That's the issue. Get it away from you and them. Hmm? Get their eyes off of you entirely. If somebody can say, I know the Lord told me this is okay. This pleases Him. Well, you can't say that and it's contrary to the Word, you know. The Lord didn't tell somebody that. And so what it boils down to is people are choosing their desires over the Lord. They'll forfeit serving Him. Uh, I I, I know of individuals right now. I've, I've served on the pulpit with them. I mean on the platform with them. Been in services with them. And they left their spouses. And went with somebody that's same sex as them. What did they choose? What did they choose? Over what? They left the ministry. They left the spouse God chose for them. Hmm? They left the life. They left the ministry. And the path God chose for them. And they chose this. And they've gone after it. Can you ever be truly happy that way? You can't. Can you have the peace of God that way? Can you really have joy that way? You, you can't. You can't. It's impossible. You know. You got a free will. I got a free will. We can choose whatever we want. We can do whatever we choose. But nothing that's happening down here is forever. Right? There's no such thing. Is taking that man's wife, taking that same-sex partner, and riding off into the sunset with them, and being living happily ever after, doesn't exist. It's a fairy tale. Hmm? Every year of our life, we're going to need health. Every year of our life, we're going to need mental brightness and ability. We're going to need, we need money every day. Right? Who has all of this? Who has all of this? Who has peace? Who has healing? Who, who has soul satisfaction? Who has the plan? We can choose something else. But there's nothing in it. But gravel in your mouth afterwards. Hmm? How many would say, I want his way? I want his way? What if it's something different than what you've thought? What if it's something different than what your flesh desires? Are you with do you love him enough? Do you love him more? I mean, even the Master Himself. The master himself in the garden sweat blood and said, If there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. He's got feelings. He's got desires. Oh, but he came back. What did he say? What did he say? It's not not always easy. But what did he say? Not my will, but your will be done. Friend, the Lord's talking to people. Close your eyes, everybody. The Lord's talking to people. In this room, he's talking to people, watching by internet. He's talking to people, and you know, you know, you know. You know what you're doing is not right. You know the one you're with is not right. And yet your souls are all entangled, and you've got all these feelings, and they're real. But being real doesn't make it right. So here's the question, friend. Do you love the Lord? Or do you love what you want more? Will you let Him tell you who and what you are? Are you going to let your flesh and your desire tell you what you are and define you? Don't waste your life. Don't go through years of torment. Don't have decades cut off of your life and die young and miserable. Don't ruin all your relationships with people that are following God. For what? For a little pleasure of the flesh? For a short season? Don't be a fool. Do you love the Lord? He's asking you, not just me. Do you love the Lord? Come on, think about it, saints. Open up your hearts to it. Do you love the Lord? Isn't that what he asked Peter? What did he ask Peter? Do you love me? Then do what I say. Do you love me? Then do what I say. Do you love me? Then do what I say. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands begin to praise Him tonight, saints. Tell Him that you submit to Him. Tell Him that you're willing to do whatever He says. If He says it's wrong, then it's wrong. If He says turn it loose, then turn it loose. If He says leave it, then leave it. Some things are hard, like Jesus said. They're like pulling out your eye. They're like cutting off your hand. Or your foot. It's a part, it has become a part of you. And that's why it's such an ordeal. But it never should have been a part of you. It was never supposed to be a part of you. Now it's hard to cut it off. But do you love the Lord more than you love that? Hallelujah. Yield yourself. To the Holy Spirit, yield yourself to to the unction of God. Yield yourself yourself to the the Holy
2: Spirit, oh, let him be your
0: guide. Everybody you yourself to the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit I'm gonna Heald yield myself to, myself to the, the ocean of God I'm gonna Heald yield myself to the Holy
2: I'm gonna let you be my dad